This podcast was created for female business owners, coaches, and service providers to answer this question. How can I take what I already know, turn it into a short and simple self-published book, then leverage that book into six and seven figures and beyond? That's the question, and this podcast is the answer. I'm Jessica DeBry. Welcome to the Author Entrepreneur Podcast. Hello there. Welcome back to the Author Entrepreneur Podcast. We are in episode 38. This episode is all about book myths. We're talking about those myths. We're busting through them. This is like our own little episode of Mythbusters, which I've never seen. So (laughs) if I make references and they're totally off, just know that I've never actually watched the show. Is it good? Should I watch it? I don't know. Let me know if I shout it to my rotation. So we're talking about these myths so that you can actually break through and find the real truths here. Because when it comes to writing your book, I think there are so many things that you either tell yourself or other people tell you that whether you know consciously or subconsciously is holding you back, right? So it's keeping you where you're at. You're not taking action on your authorship path. You're not reaching your book goals and your dreams because these little voices, whether they're internal or external, are playing a factor here. So I wanted to come on and spoiler alert, these myths that we're busting through are actually part of a new masterclass I have that I've been working on. This is why I've been off the podcast for over a month because I've been putting together this masterclass. If you're on my email list, you probably have already heard about it. If you're not on, make sure to join. You can go to jessicadebride.co slash book and you'll get also my book bonuses and you'll join my newsletter list so you'll get access to this masterclass as well. So sorry for the little promo push there, but these are myths that I see happening probably 99% of the time, right? There's always a tiny little percentage of little myths that I see come up, pop up maybe occasionally. But if you feel like you are at the place where it's like you you know you want to take action, you know you want to make progress on your book, but something's holding you back. It's probably because you have a tiny little voice telling you that you can't do it because of XYZ or you shouldn't do it because of XYZ. And those XYZ things are these myths. And again, we're busting through them. Now, what inspired me to record this episode specifically is because during this past month, while I've been putting together this masterclass, I've also been doing some things with my little three-year-old, three-and-a-half-year-old And uh, one of those things is potty training. I know I'm a little late to the game here, guys. Don't knock me. He is three and a half, but he's also, (laughs) he never showed any signs of readiness. So after a while, I was like, okay, I have to implement this. And one of the things he did was on the very first day, he's like, I can't do it, mama. I'm not going to do it. And he started crying. And I realized I knew he could do it. But there's so many things that we do as adults, like we tell ourselves we can't do things and we just need one other person to be like, yes, you can. I know you can. So I obviously, as his mom, was that person for him on that day. We worked through that. He's doing amazing now. It's been a few weeks now, only less than a handful of accidents. So he's making great progress there. But it reminded me of how important it is to bring up these false hoods, there's these false stories, these myths, and remind you that yes, you are capable, and yes, you can, and yes, there's always a pathway forward. So let's jump into these six book 
myths that are holding you back from taking action on your authorship path. And I'm here to remind you that yes, you can. So let's jump into this first myth. And by the way, this first half of these myths that we're busting through are going to be external myths. So things that maybe society has told you or you've heard from other people uh, that are holding you back. And then the last half are going to be our internal myths, those inner voices that we might be telling ourselves that are just not true. So this first myth, myth number one, is that hey, no one buys books anymore. The book industry is going down or no one's actually reading. And statistics will tell us that the book industry is healthy. So the truth here is that the book industry is healthy. In the past 15 years, uh, if you look at book sales, they've actually increased by nearly 200 million. That's just paperback, by the way, and that's just United States. So people are still buying books. They're buying more books than they did in 2005, 2006, 2007, and it continues to trend upwards. So that one's an easy myth to break with just statistics here. The truth is, is that the book industry is healthy and industry wants your book. You just need to put it out there. Let's move on to myth number two, another external myth here. And this one I've talked about on the podcast before, and I'll bring it up again. And that is that, quote, getting a traditional book deal is the best way to publish. And I say that the truth is, is that business owners particularly benefit from self-publishing. Now, you are listening to this podcast episode because I'm guessing that you are an entrepreneur already or you're one in the making. And here is why I want to advocate for you to look at the self-publishing route. Here's a few reasons. Number one is the biggest one, and that is that you get full control of royalties and content. Number two is that you can move fast to market. If you wanted to spend the next week writing and finishing your book, you could go to market <laughs> like a couple days after you finish and get everything ready. How amazing is that? And that the third reason here is that it's never been easier. It's never been easier to write your manuscript, and then use all the assets online to find a great editor, to get a great book cover made, and to go on Amazon and use their print-on-demand service in order to get your book out into the Amazon marketplace and into the hand of your readers. As a business owner, you know the concept of ROI. I don't have to stress how great that is. So the return on investment that you're getting for self-publishing is like nothing else. Sure, you could go the slower, more traditional route, but you would lose out on having access to full control of the royalties, full control of your content, and then also full control of your timeline. And you may have heard me mention before, I've had a couple of clients that I've helped get book deals and they have both said (laughs) that they should have self-published. In the end, after going through the entire thing, working with a traditional publisher, they were like, oh my gosh, if I would have known what I know now, I would have gone the self-publishing route. So that is myth and truth number two, which is going the traditional route is the best way. And I say, no, no, business owners particularly benefit from self-publishing. Moving on to myth number two. Again, this is an external myth, and that is that self-published authors either don't or can't make an impact. So this is an extension of that last myth, right? When we're talking about self-publishing, another thing I hear people say is, well, if I self-publish, I'm not going to be able to get the impact that I would with a larger 
self-publishing house. And here's where I say the truth is, is that millionaire self-published authors exist in every genre. And I have examples here to back it up. Have you ever heard of Andy Weir, The Martian? Of course you have. Did you know he self-published that book? How about Fifty Shades of Grey by E.L. James? Did you know that she self-published that trilogy? And those are fiction books. If we look at the nonfiction realm, the best example I can give is Hal Elrod's The Miracle Morning. That book, as of when I just searched for my notes, has sold over 2.5 million copies, completely self-published. What an amazing ROI for those 2.5 million copies, right? And then uh, another female powerhouse, Carol Allwell. I was on her podcast uh, a couple years ago, the Style Your Mind podcast, but she is an amazing example. And she talks all the time so about how great it is to self-publish. And she talks all about how she got a traditional publishing deal. And now that she went through that, she won't go back to it. She'll always self-publish because of the reasons I mentioned in the previous myth. But, you know, she's a great example of someone that has leveraged her book impact to not only build amazing income for her with her books, but also amazing income for her in her business. Now we are talking about myth number four, and we're moving into our internal myths here. So we talked a little bit about the societal uh, external myths. Now we're rolling into these internal myths that we might be telling ourselves, that you might be telling yourselves, and that is holding you back. And this first one is probably the one that I see the most often, and that is that I can't write. I've tried before, and I got stuck. And this is where I say the truth is that writing flow is the byproduct of a book framework. <laughs> now, when it comes to writing your book, the blank page can taunt you because it's just so blank, right? It's like literally a white open space and it feels like it's threatening you with that blinking cursor because it's just so blank. And all writers know that good books come from good outlines. This is why I always stress the importance of outlining your book, of creating a framework for yourself. And if you don't have a framework, utilizing a framework like my micro book method so that you have the freedom that a framework gives you. And let me kind of expand on that a little bit. A framework gives you freedom. The reason why I advocate so heavily for a framework is not because it's writing your book for you. It's not because it's cheating. It's because instead of having to come up with everything on your own, like pulling your hair out and stressing yourself out, the right framework tells you what types of stories, what types of strategies to pull in so that you're able to shine with the stuff that actually matters. Does that make sense? So when I talk about coloring inside the lines, you're still coloring with your colors, right? You're still showing your creative aspect, but that that coloring page or that framework gives you the freedom to do so because you're not wasting time on the things that don't matter. So again, the truth here is that writing flow is the byproduct of a book framework. And if you have tried and failed in the past to write a book, or if you're struggling right now, it's because I would urge you to look at, do you actually have the outline and the framework that you're drawing from? Or are you trying to do this all from scratch? Because if you're trying to do it from scratch and fully from a blank side, then 
try it a different way. Go to the side where you're actually having more structure and that's going to give you the freedom to let flow come out and to actually allow you to write. So our next myth, myth number five, is another internal myth. And that is the I'm not blank enough to write a book. I'm not, you fill in the blank, right? Maybe you feel like you're not smart enough. You're not big enough. You're not successful enough. That was something that held me back when I wrote She Creates the Way. And back in 2018, I had known I'd wanted to write a book for five, 10 years, but I never actually got around to it because I felt like I hadn't reached the success to give me permission to write that book. And it wasn't until I had success with my subscription box company that I was like, okay, uh, now I'm allowed to write the book, which was total BS because I had so much good stuff to share before then. And that, you know, maybe got overshadowed by other things because I waited. So wherever you are in your journey, you are valuable. And I, it's so funny because this myth, the I'm not blank enough to write a book, when I'm working one-on-one with clients and we're working through coaching, this doesn't usually come up till we're like halfway through. (laughs) And I always know it's there, right? But it's not until you're actually in the process. Because when you get started with your book, you're so excited about it that you have that excitement to propel you in the beginning. And then you kind of have this, what I call a mid-book lull. And that lull is what is when you get stuck, it's when those voices start to come in. You're like, who am I to write a book? Well, I'm not, I'm not big enough. I'm not successful enough. And it doesn't even matter if you don't, haven't made a single penny in your business. You have things that you know about your industry and you know about your niche that 99% of the population don't. And that's why you need to start putting it in the pages right now because it's those strategies that are going to help propel you forward with getting your message out there, with helping you with your impact, and of course, also helping you with your business in the long run. So the truth here is that you are absolutely the right person to write your book. And yes, that is right and right. You are absolutely the right person to write your book. No one has your stories, struggles, and strategies. I call that the three S, your stories, struggles, and strategies. 100% of us face imposter syndrome. Again, this is an extension of that imposter feeling like, who am I to do this? I'm not this enough. And, uh, you know, it doesn't matter if you haven't made a penny, like I mentioned, or if you've made seven figures. I have worked with women that are making seven plus figures in their business and they're still having this little voice. <laughs> so it does not discriminate. And that's why you need to look yourself in the mirror and say, listen, no one has what I have. And it is my responsibility to share this because it hasn't been shared before. And the fact of the matter is, is that books create experts. So if you feel like you're not expert enough to write the book, just know it's you having the power and the confidence to write the book that cements you as the expert. So it's not experts that create books, it's books that create experts. So turn that around, pivot that thinking, and that will help move you forward and bust that myth. I was going to say myth that bust, but bust that myth so that you can move forward beyond this myth. Our final myth is that only, quote, famous people can become bestselling authors. Only people that are really big with huge followings can become bestselling authors. The truth is that, 
and I feel like a lot of people in the industry don't want to tell you this, but I'm going to tell you the reality here is that nearly anyone can reach number one on the Amazon bestseller charts. Nearly anyone. Okay. And I'm going to give you a few examples of my personal clients here after I talk about these bullet points. Now, the Amazon bestseller charts, they run on a hourly rolling basis. And that is actually to your benefit as an author on Amazon. Because, you know, if you were to compare that to the Washington Post uh, bestseller charts, the New York Times bestseller charts, the USA Today bestseller charts, those operate on a week-long basis. So you need a huge amount of books sold. I'm talking like thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands in order to rank on those bestseller charts. But because Amazon is only on an hourly, sometimes, you know, two-hour basis, as long as you're pushing all of that velocity in those hourly increments, then it's totally possible to reach number one. With the right strategy, nearly anyone can hit number one. And I always say that your book needs to be VC-backed, not venture capitalist-backed, but you need to have velocity. That's the V. And then you need to have the right categories. Uh, I'm trying to think. I know I've talked about this on previous podcast episodes, but it's also in my book, Author Entrepreneur. But velocity is where you're driving a ton of traffic in a short period of time. And categories is going super micro and super niche with your category selection so that you're not trying to fight to get to a competitive category. You are just trying to reach number one with a super niche category, and it's a little bit easier to do so. Again, a lot of people in my industry wouldn't talk about this. They would, you know, gatekeep this information. But I want you to know that it's super possible because I want to take away this barrier because the hardest thing that you should do as an author is write your manuscript. That is the absolute biggest thing that's going to come between you and your book is getting your manuscript done. Everything else you can hire out, everything else you can strategize. You writing your manuscript is going to be the most difficult thing But the fact of the matter is, is that these myths, like this myth holds people back. Like they're already thinking about, oh, I'm not going to be a bestselling author. So why should I write the book? So that's why I talk about it now, because even if you haven't even started your book, you see why I'm talking fast because I get really excited talking about these things. Even if you haven't started your book, if you are telling yourself this myth, it's going to hold you back on writing because you're never going to take action. So I mentioned I had a few examples here from personal clients that are not famous. Uh, I'm not famous, by the way. (laughs) I'm very tiny in the big picture of things. And um, I want to share some stats with you. So Marnie Hale, amazing Marnie Hale. I actually did a podcast episode with her. Uh, You can look her up in the archives. But she was able to reach number one in two categories, bestseller. She was also a number one hot new release with her book, Simplify to Amplify, and her book peaked in the top 0.3% of all titles on Kindle. So to give you a little backup of her stats, She didn't have any email list. She only had a tiny amount of like friends and family on Instagram and Facebook. So what I do when I work with my clients is we look at assets, right? So for her, most of her people were on LinkedIn and she also had a lot of event connections because she uh, is higher up in like the digital marketing space and event marketing space. So she would go to lots of events. She would get contacts, she would get business cards, and she kept those so that when we went to launch on launch day, we did those super niche categories that I talked about. And she created an email BCC list of less than 100 people. And that's how she got her word out there for people to buy her book on launch day. And she reached number one. So the second example here is 
the amazing Felicia Hendricks, who wrote a super niche book called The Dietetic Intern Guidebook, specifically for interns in the dietetic field. So she, again, had no email list, just like Marnie Hale. She had a small amount of friends and family on Instagram and Facebook, but she had assets like she was active in Facebook groups and she also had program connections within the dietitian realm. So on launch day, again, we did those super niche categories. She did direct reach out with a personal launch team that she had patched and pieced together before we did her launch and her dietetic intern guidebook became a bestselling book. It was number one bestseller in diet therapy. It was a number one hot new release in multiple categories. And just like Marnie, she peaked in the top 0.3% of all titles on Kindle. So we have reached the end of all of these myths and truths to recap these truths so that you can move forward with your book journey. So you can actually reach the end goal here, the finish line and become a bestselling author and then build your business with your book and be an author entrepreneur. These book truths. Number one, the book industry is healthy. Number two, business owners particularly benefit from self-publishing. Number three, millionaire self-published authors exist in every genre. Number four, writing flow is the byproduct of a book framework. Number five, you are absolutely the right person to write your book. And number six, nearly anyone can reach number one on Amazon bestseller charts. I hope this gives you some excitement and some truth serum momentum as you move forward. And as you know, when you write your story, you change the world. I'll see you on the next episode of the Author Entrepreneur Podcast. Bye. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of the Author Entrepreneur Podcast. You listen to the podcast, now it's time for you to read the book. Author Entrepreneur is officially a best-selling book, and if you've ever wondered how to make your book dream a reality, Author Entrepreneur will show you step-by-step how to write, launch, and leverage a short nonfiction book that can catapult your business so you can maximize your impact and build a six-figure business, or even start one from scratch. Check it out at jessicadebry.co slash book and make sure to download your free jumpstart your journey bonus author entrepreneur bundle at jessicadebry.co slash book or search for author entrepreneur on Amazon. See you on the next episode of the author entrepreneur podcast.